0: welcome to the i and team podcast with brian smith and mary smith you are more important to your team than you might believe everybody has something to contribute and most importantly that's influence learn more on today's program now here is brian smith and mary smith Hi team, welcome back to the Iron Team podcast. I'm your host, Mary Smith. My dad is not here today. He just got back from vacation slash work. It was kind of like a dual thing um, in Florida. So he's doing a lot of catch up. Um, So I'm just recording a short podcast for you today because I'm really busy editing the new book in our series, the Iron Team series. And the newest book is Individual Advantages. Be the Iron Team. So I'm about halfway through editing, and I thought that because we hadn't already planned something for a podcast this week, that it would be a good idea to kind of talk about some of the topics that we talk about in Be the Iron Team. Um, and Be the Iron Team is the second book of our series, the first book being Individual Advantages Find the Iron Team and that book really focuses on self-reflection and understanding who we are as individuals. And the second book helps you apply that knowledge of knowing yourself, knowing like your quirks, who you are down to your foundation, and how you can be a positive influence on your teams. So this book really focuses on lots of topics of how you can be a positive influence for your teams by using these aspects of life and these aspects of team leadership, team management. And your team doesn't necessarily have to be a professional work team. Your team can be your family, your friend group, your community, where you live. Um, It can be like your sports team that you hang out with. It can really just be anyone that is in a circle with you, like in a sphere of influence. Um, so that's really what our second book is based on and I just want to touch on some of the topics to kind of get you guys excited we're really hoping the book will be released in January or February of 2020 which is why I'm working so hard on editing it right now um, so we can kind of patch up some of the holes get it off to a few readers to see what they think and then have it like actually professionally edited So the first topic I want to talk about today, and these aren't necessarily in order, but the first topic I want to talk about today is justification. Justification of our thoughts, of our actions, and of our words. Um, It's really interesting to see how our book develops because justification, the topic, it started in one way, and then the comments that we get from our team, our book team, um, they really. Kind of take hold and sometimes change the message. So it had originally started off being how we justify negative action. And Brayden, he is one of our like most trusted team members when it comes to helping us with the book. He's quite brilliant. Um, he pointed out that. Sometimes when we justify our actions, it's not always negative. Sometimes we can justify our actions and think that we are doing so in a logical way. Um, For example, if you have an issue at work and you work out how to fix that issue, you may do so by applying some sort of method, how to get from A to B to C, and you justify those thoughts and you justify that process because you believe that your process is rooted in what is logical. Um, so justification then turned into something that was more elusive and it's really awesome to see it change. So justification is really about how we internally justify our actions and why we choose to justify them. So sometimes we can do something good and we justify that as we're doing something good. But that justification doesn't always mean that it is good. It just means that we tell ourselves that it's good. So then we talk about how we walk that fine line between what we personally believe as individuals, because what I might be able to justify, that doesn't mean that another person could be able to justify the same action through the same process. So one of the best ways to figure out if you are justifying your actions in a positive way, or at least trying to like open your mind to the other possibilities, is So I have my, side note, I have my computer right here. So I'm just going to be pausing and kind of like looking over because I have some notes on the chapters. (laughs) Um, So one of the first steps that we can do to make sure that we are using like our influence positively, and that includes our justification, is to always assume that we are wrong and that we are biased. And that by assuming we are wrong and starting from a position where we assume we have our own bias, we can begin to construct theories on why we might be wrong or biased. And then we can use those theories that we construct and disprove them or figure out where their shortcomings are or they might even point out that we are wrong. Um, So sometimes it can be a really long process But to have a positive influence on everyone around us, it's really important to know that we, like, can't just, like, justify our actions based on what only we believe. Um, Another part of the book, we talk about how to be humble. We talk about what that looks like and why that's important for having a positive influence on our teams. So, being humble in front of our teams is really important because sometimes that means admitting that we are wrong or admitting that we have made a mistake. And that can be really hard for leaders and that can be really hard for anyone, but we really are all leaders in our own way. And that can be hard because it's hard to admit when we're wrong because it makes us feel bad. It might make us feel guilty. Um, But In doing so and humbling ourselves in front of others, in front of our team, we're showing them that not only are we willing to take accountability for our actions and to do our best to rectify the issue, but we're also showing them that if they make a mistake or if they have a failure, that it's okay to be honest and to trust their team with their honesty and that by doing so you can work together as a team to rectify the issue more quickly rather than letting it simmer and it potentially getting worse. Being humble, it's not always about admitting that you're wrong or admitting that you've made a failure. Sometimes it's about keeping humility um, in terms of knowledge. So you may know more than someone else about a particular topic. And sometimes people can come across as like know-it-alls or like they're trying to show off with their knowledge. Um, And that's not really being humble about what you have. That's being a show off. Um, And it's important for leaders to be humble in this regard too, because it doesn't scare the team away from learning. So when we're humble in our knowledge and in like ourselves, we show others that they can approach us without fear and that they can be able to learn from us. Like we can be a mentor to them. We can um, just help them grow and they can help us grow too. By being humble, you're more open to what others are able to teach you and you don't think you're holier than thou and that you know everything so being humble is really important for internal growth as well as for presenting a positive influence onto your team so that they can also be humble and be a positive influence on their teams another section that we talk about in BDI and team is balance which is a huge buzzword right now like uh, work-life balance and stuff like that but we believe that yes while you should be able to focus on having a work-life balance it shouldn't stop there and it shouldn't just be having a work-life balance it should just be a life balance we need to be able to find balance in our jobs in our friend groups in our alone time in the time that we spend giving back in the time that we spend with our family or spouse or our partners um and finding internal balance will help us be better influences on others. Uh, A lot of people are imbalanced so when we can be balanced and help others we can give them a sort of like pillar or rock of balance in their lives too and that's not to say that if we are balanced that we're always going to be balanced because life is a constant teeter-totter between imbalances and we continue to do our best to balance out those imbalances. Like we work really late or we spend too much time at home or we don't see our friends as much as we want to or we forget to have dinner with our parents. Um, So it's just important to kind of come down to earth and come away from this corporate idea that you have to put all of your time into work and all of your energy because that's not healthy you do need to focus on other parts of your life that are going to bring you happiness and joy Um, and that doesn't just mean that you have to have balance for yourself internally and that means that your balance doesn't only come from your definition of balance Just because you think you're spending enough time with your family or your friends, that doesn't mean that they think that you're spending enough time with them. And if you want to keep those people around, you have to know what they need from you in order to keep them around. And that's where the effort of relationships come in. Relationships do take effort, but that means that we find a balance in them and that we do our best to give our time to each of those areas of our life. And hopefully when we're not able to, those people will be understanding um, as we continue on the teeter-totter of imbalance. But doing our best to find balance in life, in our careers and in our personal lives, in our alone time with our friends, is really important for like maintaining a healthy life. And having quote happiness which is a perfect segment into the last part I'd like to talk about and this part is really dear to me this is my baby of the book I wrote this section nearly by myself and I requested to do that because it's something that I've believed for a very long time Um, one of the chapters of our book B, the I, and team is pitfalls. And that includes lots of things, but one of them is happiness. And I firmly and personally don't believe that happiness is something that can be achieved every day, all the time. I believe that our world makes it look and seem like happiness is something that we always have to be striving for. Like we always have to be happy. Like, oh, don't be negative, just be happy. I I don't think that's realistic. And I think that that is what makes happiness a pitfall. I think happiness is an emotion and emotions are all fleeting, which means they don't last long. Anger, anxiety, sadness, elation, and happiness. These are all things that we feel because of certain events or because of certain things in our lives. And we should cherish them as they are, as emotions, and we shouldn't be striving for happiness as a constant state of being. Because not only does that make happiness, it, 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 happiness is just better when we can appreciate it for when we have it. And I believe that we need to strive for being content in life and not strive to be happy. And when we strive to be content in life, I believe that we can find a better internal balance as we're not constantly feeling like, I'm not happy enough. I'm not happy enough. I need to keep striving for happiness. That is what the world is telling me. I have to be happier. I just don't think that that is realistic. And I don't think that that's fair to ask of us and to ask of our brains when happiness is an emotion. And when we view happiness as being an emotion, we can truly like cherish it and be happy with it when it does come. And when it leaves us, we will be happy to see it again. But being content is amazing because you're just at a baseline, you feel positive, You can exude a positive influence on others by being content, but by always chasing something that you can't constantly have, you're going to feel like something is missing in your life and that's just not fair to you. So I really implore you, you might not agree with me and I don't think a lot of people will agree with me, but this is what I believe and this is what i write about in the pitfall chapter of our book i really believe that we need to strive to be content and that we will all feel better in our lives be more positive we will be more balanced we'll be more humble um, if we strive for contentness and not for happiness um and that is the last section i would like to talk about i really hope that you guys enjoyed this brief introduction into our newest book individual advantages be the i in team still editing it hopefully it'll be out in january february of 2020 if you guys have any questions about anything we talk about on our podcast please message us we are on twitter at i in team series or at your biz doctor that's my dad's twitter account i'm always on our um, book page which is i in team series um, we also have a Facebook page at The Ion Team Series. We have a YouTube channel, which we post all of our podcast videos on. Um, that's The Ion Team Podcast. No, The Ion Team Series is our YouTube channel. And then The Ion Team Podcast, this podcast, it goes on to Voice America, the business channel. It also goes out to Stitcher, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. So I really appreciate you guys listening today, and I'd love to hear your feedback. These are really controversial topics, and we're just really hoping to share a positive influence with others and to help them realize that they have a positive influence that they can share, too. So we will see you guys next week, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you for listening to the I in Team Podcast. We hope we've positively influenced you and you've picked something up from the show that you can use in building and influencing other individuals or your team. Please join us soon for another program on the Voice America Business Channel.